This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment. Hello, my name is Jennifer Davies and I'm the Assistant Dean of External Affairs at UC San Diego Extension and I'm here with Phil Blair. Uh, author of Job One and head of Manpower San Diego for another career talk. Uh, today's topic is interviewing. So you've gotten past the resume review and it's time to just dazzle them at the interview. And it, it, everyone, I think, is a little bit sleepless before the interviews. So this is to give you sort of the, the tips and tricks, if I may say so, um, to kind of make you land the job and, and feel good about it. So I guess the first thing is we, you, you get the interview, you're excited, like, how do you how, how would you start preparing i mean is it is there sort of like a routine or a, a, a strategy that you would provide well jen be very aware it is showtime right and in many cases you're an actor acting out a role in a play and the first thing i want people to know about the interview is the interview in quotes started when they called you and said, Mr. Blair would like to meet with you regarding job, the HR position, 10 o'clock on Tuesday. That interview has started. So take that phone call as an interview. Don't like, oh, yippee, yay, yay, oh, woo, woo. Or like, but, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Or, oh, <laughs> well, I don't want to do that. I don't know. If, you know, Because that person is listening to your enthusiasm. They're listening to your professionalism. And people think, oh, well, they would just call to make an appointment. (laughs) Every second is an interview. And you obviously need a good resume because you got to this point. So know to take that seriously. If you're driving carpool and there's a soccer team in the back seat, it's very professional. Say, I'm in my car right now. Can I pull over to the side and I'll call you back in five minutes? Or would it be okay if I called you back at 10.30 after I've dropped the kids off? Because probably that's a mom or dad going, yeah, good good on you for driving carpool. Sure, 10 o'clock is tomorrow. In fact, just look at 10 o'clock on Tuesday and let me know if that works for you. Great. You're a friendly person. You're a good mom or dad, right? Good points. Don't try to drive and go, watch out, watch out. Whoa, you have bad judgment, right? You're looking up at your phone. you got a kid car full of kids, you're driving down the freeway, you're trying to check on Tuesday at 10. Poor judgment. So just know that. So don't be so eager about the job that you're that you're making bad decisions because that will reflect as well. If you got this far, they'll take a call from you to confirm 10 o'clock on Tuesday, right? Okay. You're a live one to us, right? So don't, you know, that's okay. Don't call us to, yeah, we're done. And that will happen because you showed poor judgment. And that reflects on your whole persona. When you get to the interview, have driven by the day before. Know where to park. Know where the building is. Know what the dress code at the building at the company is. Have gone to their website. Know what their products are. Know their mission statement. You know this company backward. You want to work there. So you better put a little history and research into the company. Show up for the interview five, seven minutes before your interview time. Don't show up a half hour early. That's creepy. It's creepy. It's desperate. First of all, you got nowhere in your life to be. And the secretary say, Mr. Blair, your 10 o'clock appointment is here. It's only 9.30. Well, 
I may continue my meeting. I may continue what I'm doing. But I sort of have this thing on my shoulder that Mary's out there waiting on me, right? There's no reason to do that. If you sit in your car and read your book for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's the the safer thing, right? Like, okay, time it almost perfectly. Like, get parked and, you know, go over your Mm -hmm. notes. And then then when it's seven minutes. When you come to the interview, ladies, don't bring those suitcases you call purses. Do bring a notebook. Bring a pen. Don't bring your phone. I doubt you're going to make many phone calls during the interview. And you sure don't want it to ring. Because when I go out to get you... I want to see a very professional person because first impressions are extremely important. In an earlier podcast, we talked about first impressions on resumes. What's even more important in an interview. When I first meet you, I give you 8 to 10 seconds before I make up my mind. Oh, this is going to go well. Or how do I get out of this right away? Then I give you about 20 more seconds to either prove I was right or wrong. And usually it's to prove I was right in my first judgment. But don't pick up the purse. And then, you know, in our office, we give you coffee or water or some beverage, and you're trying to grab the cup of hot coffee, and you're trying to get your notebook and put your phone down, and it's like this disaster whirlwind, you know, tumbleweeds. Sounds like me every day. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So don't do it in an interview. You don't need to bring your purse in. I've done your makeup in the car, all that sort of stuff. Bring a notebook and a pen. Bam. That's it. And then take control of the interview right you want this job don't sit there grab the arm of the chair like oh my god the spanish inquisition is starting this is going to be terrible i am interviewing you for your personality are you somebody i'd want to work with that i'd want to go to lunch with that i'd feel proud to recommend on to the finance department or the marketing department or the owner of the company and if you're petrified waiting for me to take control big mistake and, and when I say take control, it's so nice to meet you, Mr. Blair. What a love your art collection. I hope if you have time, you can show me around because I'm really impressed with whatever or the view. We're having a conversation, right? You go into somebody's office and they have sailboats, all pictures of sailboats. Oh, oh do isn't you sail? sailing wonderful? <laughs> We're just two people meeting to get to know each other. So I don't care how nervous you are, hide it. This was back to our networking lessons. Get comfortable meeting strangers. And then start a conversation about the job. And have questions. Oh, that's a big one. At the end, when they say, do you have any questions for me? No, I think that's fine. (laughs) That's a real advice. That means you have no homework. It is okay to, I, I encourage you to take notes during the interview. Maybe I said something important, right? Now, you could be writing, don't forget to buy milk, eggs, and bread on the way home. I don't know that. I just know you're taking notes, so this was pretty important to you. What you're really doing is taking notes of what we've talked about. So in the thank you note, which we could do a whole podcast on, on that polite persistence and thank you note, is it was so interesting talking about the, your new mystery product 609 that you're going to be introducing into the Latin American. I'm, with, I'm bilingual in Spanish. I'd be so excited to be part of that rollout, right? So it wasn't just... Mr. Blair, thank you for a meeting with you. It was fun. Thank you again, Phil. Like, what a dork is this kid? They're never going to get the job. So they're appropriate thank you letters. But in that interview, you're having a conversation. You're showing me you've done your homework. You're asking me questions. Because remember, 
I happen to be a professional HR person. I can interview all day long. You may be interviewing with the owner of the company. You may be interviewing the department manager. You may be interviewing with the entry-level person. They may be more nervous than you are because people say, now, don't ask this, don't ask this, don't ask. Well, what can I ask? So most people will tell me about yourself. Right? That doesn't mean I was born in Great Bend, Kansas, and my I have an older brother and a little sister. You know, you you just every question I ask you, you hear. Why should I hire you? And so answer it that way. So what are the a lot of times in interviews, like stumbling block questions are like, you know, what is your what's your what's your worst trait, or you know, or what's your best trait? What do you trait? not do well? well? Yeah. Um, how do you? And everyone goes, "Oh, I'm too much of a perfectionist," you know, which is murmur. Um, how do you? What is a good answer to that? And what are some other like questions that you've seen trip up people in interviews that are like common? Well, one might be if the job. There were five things that were required in the job, and one of them was um, sales develop customer development. So, uh, tell me about some time that you've done sales. I want you to have an answer because you know I'm weak on this one point. I can sell these other four easily. So you've done your homework, and uh, uh, it sounds sort of silly, but it works. Is I've never had direct sales responsibility, but I have read this book and this book and this book, and I think I'm a natural at it, and I'm ready to put that to work. And let me give you an example. On Girl Scouts, I saw sold more Girl Scout cookies for three years running in my den, and I love that part of it. Well, you did sales. You just haven't done it for 20 years, and it was cookies. Right, it's in your. You know how to do it. You know what it is. You you had the nerve to go to door to door or set up in front of a grocery store or something. So have an answer. Well, I haven't done directly sales, but I have done, or I have taken a classes in, or I'm taking classes in, or I've read these books and I'm very comfortable doing it. Right, and I'm doing a sales job right here, right now with you. Right. Um, and so that's in a way to get around those, but know where you're weak and have an answer of how you're compensating for those. If if the job prepares an MBA and you don't have one, then an appropriate answer is, and I know you're asking for an MBA and I've always wanted to get one and you have education assistance here at ABC Company and I've signed up at um, National University. Or Rady School of Business. Rady School, if I was in that area. And um, there's an executive program, and I'll have it within 24 months. And it's on my specialty will be so-and-so, which is the product this company has. So, oh, this person is so sharp. We don't need the MBA on day one. But if we want to promote them to department manager, I am going to want her to have an MBA. And she already knows She's done her homework. She knows when it starts, how much it costs, what her specialty is going to be, right? She did her homework instead of, yeah, I don't have an MBA, but I'm willing to get one. Well, do you know what it involves? Do you know anything about it? I can't take that flippant answer. Mm -hmm. So if you've done your research, you know what it is, you know where you're going to do it. That's like, oh, okay. So she knows the challenges and she's um, facing them. How do you finesse a question that usually comes up? Well, why are you looking for a job? Like a lot of times you're looking for a job because you're not satisfied in your current one, but you don't want to sound like a negative Nelly. First of all, you never speak negatively about where you're working or your boss. Because I'm going to assume, I'm going to hire you and three months later you'll be speaking negatively about me or my company. 
say, well, is that just, it's not a good fit because I'm, I'm ambitious and I want to grow. And their product line is a bit static. And their, their growth has been 1% a year. And I noticed yours is 22% a year. And I'm excited about the product you have versus I wish they spent more money on research and development because I don't think that there's a growth opportunity for where I want to take my career and the skill sets that I want to bring to my next company. Oh, that sounds good. The reality is you hate your boss. <laughs> or the My boss is so awful. <laughs> yeah. Then you sound like a whiner. Um, are there any other questions that you've seen trip, trip people up that you would that you would caution or have sort of, you know, know how to know that that's coming and how to how to pivot on that? You can go to job 1 or other books and there are there are quote difficult interview questions. Some are absurd and they're silly and and just sort of make a joke about it. Especially like the Googles and the Microsofts joke about um, Facebook about silly questions, but they just make a joke about it, right? They're just trying to see if you can think on your feet. But that's really what interview questions are. Can you think on your feet? So once you've sort of heard a difficult question, oh, how would I answer that? And then read a good answer, go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You'll get more comfortable with that. And once you're comfortable with it, you can you can answer. The one that you brought up is what you not do well. Okay. It's not like, well, I don't follow through on projects. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't... Uh, ever work overtime. I don't, don't start with all the don'ts, but it might be when I have a target, I focus on it. And sometimes I'm here till eight or nine at night and I want it to be perfect. And, and it doesn't need to be that much effort into it. And so I need to just focus because there are priorities and sort of move on to, because and I want to be aware of other priorities and sort of like leave that behind. You know, it's like a um, a politician that says, well, tell me about what's your stand on the Iraqi war. And, and then they and pivot to the questions they want to answer. They want to answer, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, middle-class America needs jobs, <laughs> and it's important that we support our defense. You know, And you get your point across. That's what an interview, think mm-hmm. about it. But have fun and have, let your personality come back because you're testing if this is somebody you want to work with as much as they're testing if you want to work with them. So, But be prepared and have questions that you and serious questions, not flippant ones, but that you care about. Um, now, there's there's interviews where it's just you, one person talking to another person, and that's sort of easier because it does feel like a conversation. Um, are there any tips for panel interviews, right? Because a lot of times there's <laughs> several rounds of interviews. So Jen, I don't know if there are any good tips for panel. Some companies like that, especially when this job will work with the marketing department, the finance department, the research department, instead of like five different interviews going, well, tell me about yourself. It, it makes sense to have them all come together and, and the final three candidates, right, they all get an input. They may not be the decision makers, but one thing I tell everybody is your pencil and paper, when people introduce themselves, you make your circle of the panel, and you go, that's John, that's Mary, that's Fred, that's Bill. So you can say, well, Bill, Bill, let me tell you more about that, right? Use names. People love to have their name used, right? We joke about it. What's your favorite word in the English language? What's your own name, right? So have names and don't screw it up. Like, oh, are you Bill or Mary? You know, which, um, who, who, which person has that question? But in a panel, one person is answering, so you want to answer to them. But you want everybody to bounce to be involved in your answer. So you scan the whole p- 
panel. And does anybody, did I, did I cover that? Does anybody else want me to add anything on to that? So they sort of feel like you're a team player and you respect everybody at the, at the table. Well, it's always interesting. With panel interviews, it's like there's people that are warmer to you. There's people that are a little bit colder. Do you try to, do you just work to the people that seem to be picking up what you're laying down? Or do you try to get the people that seem a little bit standoffish in your corner? Is there any strategy for that? If there's five on the panel and you think you got three of them, and you can tell, you can read people where they're, oh, that's really great experience. We could use that here. Okay, bingo, got that one. The two that are a little, well, I Tell me about your research experience and your your week in that area, for example. Then try to, as you're answering another question, so we're kind of bring back to the research thing where I want to get my master's in so-and-so at UCSD. Like, John, and I know he has some valid concerns about research experience. And, and um, so you just sort of bind. I get it. I'm not strong here. I'm not trying to bluff you. But here's my answer in, on research and how, how I want to get that experience. So, so you've, you've made it through the interview or interviews alive, right? You know, you've had your first or second interview. How quickly after the interview do you send your thank you note? And is it, a, is it an email or is it a written or is it both? The $20,000 question. A handwritten one needs to be in there because it is so different. And in that panel discussion, all five get a thank you note. So at the end, you need to ask for business cards. And if they don't have it, then at least write their names down and you can figure, figure out. out what the email code is there, right? And you know the address of the company and their name. If it is an electronics-oriented company, a social media that is very uh, email-oriented or um, that is used to sort of fast responses, then it's very appropriate to send an email. What a f- interesting morning I, with the panel. Some great questions. I am even more excited about coming to work at ABC Company. And I'm especially excited about that rollout of that new product, the so-and-so in Latin America, because I am bilingual and I've studied this and my internship was, you know, just remember me? I have, I have this strong point, this strong point, this strong point. And I'm sure looking forward to our next step, right? I want the job. And that could be the email. And then another follow-up, because we don't get handwritten envelopes. You know, Aunt Mary's $5 your birthday. You're all excited to go through the mail and get it. So it just adds another layer of, it was sure interesting, as I said in my email, talking about the something, something, something. And I just want to reiterate, because now it's a day or two later by the time they've gotten it that I'm really excited about that project and excited about this position and excited about joining your team and I'm excited about whatever our next step is, right? Don't leave me any doubt. Did she want the job or not? Don't leave any doubt. So the, here's a question. So what if you feel like you've, you you have a sense of if the interview went well or if it didn't. What if you felt like you flopped? Is there any way to turn that beat around or or do you just kind of go, okay, we're, we're not, we don't win all of them? And is that with the thank you note and the if, email? If you felt that when you were writing the thank you note, because the thank you note should be online if you do one, and if in doubt, do both. If after you sent it was all, but you went, you know, the more I think about it, I didn't answer that well, and I didn't. <laughs> then in another email said, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and you were really concerned about 
I didn't feel I answered your question about my research experience well. And I've gone back and I've looked at, my answer was an MBA. And I think now that I've done my research, I think it wasn't an MBA. I think it's a master's in something that would be most appropriate. And I'd love to talk to you about it because I, I think I'm really strong in the marketing end and this end and this end. And I'd like to strong how I can shore up my, res- my lack of as much research experience as you want. So the people read that and go, she's right on. We all went, oh, she's great in these four areas, but a little light here. And she's like, thought an MBA, but she's not in our field. So she, I could see her going astray, but now she's done even more research. And after talking to us, she, it is a master's of something. Let's have, have her come back in. Don't walk away and go, I screwed up and I'm not doing anything about it. And I just missed my my dream job. Okay, here's the question. This is the post interview, right? So you've sent your you've sent your thank you notes. They said, Oh, we'll we'll get back to you in a week or so. Um, and you haven't heard. Do you do you uh, practice polite persistence or do you just say, you know what, they'll they'll call me. It, it, I'll find out. It, it is a shame if you ever sit back and they, they'll find me. As an employer, I want to know you want the job, right? You said it in the interview. You said it in the thank you note. You said it in the handwritten. Thing, and then you dropped off the edge of the world. Never heard from you again. And we said we'd get back to you on Friday, and you ignored that. And, and you know, we all had to go out of town, and it took two weeks later than we thought. Two other applicants were politely persistent about wanting the job, staying in touch with us, sending us an article that we talked about during the interview, dropping up, not cookies or a book, don't think you can buy them, but dropping off, this was a very interesting article, and I've dropped an envelope off for all five people in the panel, right? And by the way, you may be at the reception, just go, is, is, um, Miss Davies available perchance? I, I just wanted to drop these off, and if perchance, the receptionist can make you a bakery, make you or break you. The receptionist might go, you were really fun and I enjoyed talking to you last week when you were here. Jen, do you have a few minutes to talk to Phil? He's here dropping off this really interesting article because he brought me a copy too. Oh, he's like our leading character. Sure, I'll be out in a minute. Because you made nice to the receptionist. In our business, in our so company. you're interviewing with everybody. When you that's what another tip, right? When you're going to that company, it's not like ignore. You focus on the the one person that the interview is. It's everybody that you meet and greet. Because HR will walk out to the reception and say, "What was uh, what was Phil like when he was here? I was about ten minutes late coming out to get him for our appointment because I got tied up on a phone call. Well, he got real nervous and pacy and said, now it's five after. When When is he coming out? We had a 10 o'clock appointment. Well, now it's 10 after. When is he coming out? Everyone's watching. Well, and the receptionists go, you know, your 10 o'clock interview that you were a few minutes late for, he got all bent out of shape and was rude and said, my time is important too, and I've got places to be. Yeah. That's not good. Not good. Okay. Hold the door for strangers when you walk in. The guard, get to know the guard. You be the nicest person. Like, I fit in here so well, and I've only been here an hour. That's what she needed to do. All right. Well, those are great, 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 great advice. Thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. My pleasure.